This is the Trail Trash Podcast. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Trail Trash Podcast with Jason, Garrett, and John here to talk running. And uh, tonight's episode, actually, before we get started on this, John is now um, at his new home base location in East Tennessee. Uh, You settled in, John? Um, That depends on your definition definition of settled in. I'm in my apartment. I have one chair, no furniture, and an inflatable mattress, and nothing unpacked. But I live here now. (laughs) (laughs) Baby steps. Baby steps. I don't know. We've been in our house for almost four years now, and I don't even think we're fully unpacked. Unpacked or... And just it's time to to reload, I think, is more, more like it. I think, you know... It's it's always fun and tough when you move, have to move, and you know it's kind of, it, it, you know I know every time I've moved, it always feels like I'm starting starting over to some extent, you know. So I know I kind of understand, kind of understand that vibe there. But on a positive uh, piece, to you being there, uh, you've been out on the trail there in the mountains a little bit. How's that been? It's been nice to live so close to some really great trails so i am enjoying that aspect of it yeah and i think the cool thing is they have a pretty sweet community out there um so you know maybe you can link up and um you know latch on to some of those uh super stout runners up there in up there in east tennessee i know we have um show is up there uh ryan is up there um i think you know you have a superstar trail runner alondra mm-hmm. moody is up there so maybe you can luke's up there Bullsrider. luke's up there so it, that's pretty nice you know you there's a lot of cool folks up there i'm sure you can you want to link up with somebody and uh and get some log some sweet miles i know that uh, a lot of those folks hit the mountains quite a bit so and then a shout out to show because he just finished a 200 miler right he finished what was it tahoe i think it was tahoe tahoe's the most recent tahoe's the most recent one yeah all those races they all tend to run together for me so well all of candace is 200s and they're pretty close together yeah i think they're spaced out maybe a month apart they they, kind of have to be i mean Especially if you're running all of them, because oh, yeah, if you're going for the the triple, yeah, that's a whole other, that's a whole other thing. That's a whole other level of crazy, right? That guy I interviewed, um, he ran he ran all of them, and then he also ran Cocodona, which was just wild. I mean, that guy was a beast of a runner, and he finished all of them. And uh, I think overall he finished pretty high in the you know because Candace does accumulative placings. <laughs> adds them all together and you get a cumulative ranking and and he did he just crushed it so man just this cool stuff so but 
on to the topic of the night. We are going to focus on running tech, um, which includes things such as apps, uh, fitness trackers, stuff of that nature, foot pods. Uh, I know there's lots of wearables. You got your heart straps. I know Koros has the new armband uh, heart strap, which is pretty sweet. So anyway, um, and the, the great thing about the conversation tonight is all three of us use different stuff to some degree. Um, John runs with the Koros, uh, Garrett runs with a Garmin and supplements the Whoop on the side. Uh, he also uh, Pelotons. Uh, so he he has lots of tech that he uses. Uh, you know, I have moved all the way over into Apple for now. Um, I'm sure I'll be using Koros during the uh, the Yeti 100, but um, Daily Driver, the Apple Watch Ultra, gets me through pretty much all my runs. I, I've been able to, you know get out well over five hours of running easily with this thing and uh, the data that i get's been pretty solid so so yeah all three of us use different things and so it'd be interesting we felt like to get different takes on different things i know i have worn a garmin phoenix 5 in the past and i have also and also my secondary watches and apex pro for koros so with that being said there's there's a whole lot going on for um you know, for, for tonight's, you know, episode. And then, you know, you have the apps. And so I guess we'll start with the apps because that's the easiest place to start. And, you know, when you really think about apps, I mean, there's, there's several apps, but I, let's, let's be honest. There's really only one app. I, I mean, it, I mean, Strava kind of, Strava is kind of it. I mean, they, they kind of, everybody uses it that, that cares about, the social media aspect of of it i mean their analytics are okay but i don't feel like you get any data from the app that you can't get from say the coros dashboard the garmin dashboard or in my case the apple watch dashboard based off of the the information you can get um i mean would would, would you guys agree with that for sure. For sure. I mean, Strava is definitely the big kid on the block. Um, and unfortunately for anyone else, Strava just kind of comes through and buys anyone that has something cool to offer. So, which is good for Strava, but you know, it's neither here nor there, I guess. Um, but touching on analytics. Yeah. I don't think that their analytics are too stellar. Um, I don't know where they pull some of their data from um, looking at their heart rate stuff on a run yesterday it doesn't match what my garmin connect shows and it doesn't match what my what my whoop has so i don't know where they're getting some of that information um i also don't care enough about the coding of all that to know where they're, how they're figuring it out but it's just it, i treat i treat strava's analytics like wikipedia they're a great place to start but don't quote it in a thesis so um if you really want analytics there's better stuff out there. Probably your wearables and the dashboards that come along with them. Right. But if you're just a casual runner, it's it 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 does enough to get you by competently. 
and and when I say the analytics are bad, I don't mean it like they're astronomically off. I mean, one of the runs I was looking at, it had me at 156 beats per minute. Whoop had me at 148. So it's not vastly off, but it's off. So, um, and it, I just don't know where they get their numbers from. Right. I, mean, I think the biggest thing is most people use it from the, from the social standpoint. I think a lot of people. Now that is a really cool feature that they have, how they've been able to tie in social media through kudo, kudos and comments and all the things that they do with that. Um, I know Garmin connect has it. I don't ever check Garmin connect, honestly, um, for my run, from my run standpoint. I don't know. I just don't, um, like I'm not going to go like someone's run on, on Garmin connect. I'll do that on Strava. Yeah, I think, you know, and I think that's what a lot of people use it for. I mean, John, I mean, kind of what, 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 what's your take on, on Strava? So Strava is good in the, in the sense that it's very accessible. So like, you know, if you're like saying, say like, you know, start now or you don't want to drop, you know, a couple hundred bucks, like on a GPS watch. I mean, everybody has like, you know, a phone or a smartphone now, so you can easily download it um, just to get like an idea of like, you know, how far you're running and, you know, your, your pace and just basic stuff like that. Um, so it's very accessible. There is a free version, um, also a premium version for a couple of additional features that you wouldn't necessarily need if you're starting out, but accessibility is is a good aspect of it um one thing i like about it that it does offer too is just like it's like map features um you have your segments and your heat maps too um i know in the pre-show we talked a little bit about ways you know ways we can use technology to find like new places to run and like the heat maps certain segment features are helpful in that regard Strava is the one. Strava is the one where you can say, "I want to run ten miles," and it will give you like three different route options, right? Yeah, it has a uh, route. Well, it actually, has a route building tool, so you can mm -hmm. actually go in there and uh, map out some places you want to run and get an idea of how far it's going to be. Um, now that is a that is a premium feature because I don't think I can do that anymore now that I don't pay for it. Yes, and um, in some areas too, they'll even show you um things like water stops or bathroom stops so you may or may not have an idea of that um yeah that's pretty nice i mean you know but for what it's worth though like you know and this is and i guess for me it's like i don't really use it much anymore i mean i post my runs there but like when my premium runs out, I don't know if I'm going to re-up it because it's gotten so expensive. I mean, it's, I mean, what, what is it monthly? Is it like what, $7 a month or something like that? Oh gosh, no, it's more than that. It's double digits now. It was 11. It's 11. That's right. No, it was 11. And then there was that over middle of the night price hike to like 14 or something like that. Yeah, I guess I'll I'll look it up real fast. And that's and that's when I that's kind of when I tapped out. I was like, you know what? I can I can pay 11 for what I use. I but I can't justify 15. Sorry, it's 11.99 now or 79 for the year. Ooh. 
But I guess, you know, if 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 you use the features. Sure. And there are some features that I miss. Um, I, I Going back to segments, I can't see KOMs anymore. I can see um, local legend, I think. Think. Because um, I got a notification that I am one on one of the segments, the only the only segment on my run that I do all the time. Um, but I don't think I can see much else. I can't do any map building or route planning. Um, and I'm okay with that. You know, I'm curious to see if I can download maps or not, like, uh, like, like big daddy loop. I know I, I have that downloaded, but if I didn't already have that downloaded, I would wonder if I can use that or if I can go in and download, or if I have to find a GPX somewhere throw it into Garmin and, and go back channel that way. Um, right. Right. I just, I just haven't looked to know kind of what I'm missing versus what I'm not. Right. And then, you know, jumping away from Strava, a couple other uh, honorable mentions is a uh, run keeper, which I used when I first started running. And then there's Matt, my run. That's the Under Armour uh, one, right? Yeah, and then you have the Couch to 5K app, and then there's the Nike Running Club app that a lot of a lot of people actually use that Nike Running Club app. Uh, when I first started running, that was how I really connected to the running community, um, not locally, but just kind of on a, I hate using the word global, but on a much larger scale because there I met a lot of people on that Nike app. And it was really fun. Um, it was really fun to me that had a much bigger social aspect than Strava did because of the way the app was built. Uh, Strava is more colder. Yeah. I also feel like if we were in a bigger city, then you would get more out of it. Like there are Nike run clubs. Mm Mm-hmm. And I don't think Nashville has one. I'm pretty sure they're like Chicago, L.A., Denver, New York, New York Miami probably has one. Your major, major, major metropolitans. Um, sure. So I feel like, you know, when you move to New York, uh, you you will benefit more from it. There. <laughs> Dude, I'm never going to get there. Ever. I don't think I'm ever going to get there. I know Casey's we talked about aspirations are to be the uh, next Casey Neistat. I, I want to. I'm never going <laughs> to, never going to get to meet Casey and run the streets with him. I don't think I could keep up with him anyway. But I could keep up with him for a minute, you know. Keep up with him for the, the for the next block. Actually, really, really fast. <laughs> the dude is fast, and he runs like freaking eighty to hundred miles a week. It's stupid, but of course, if I was a multi-millionaire youtube star you know i would probably get up and run seven eight nine ten miles every day too you know because oh, what else on. you, you got going on what else you, you got going on Haynes? you wouldn't run a marathon every day no before the sun casey's, uh, casey's run iron distance triathlons but for some reason he i don't think he's ever run an ultra has he he has he has yeah, he's, yeah him and i talked on um what was that social media the one that people jumped on and now nobody uses it blue sky blue sky he got on blue sky and um i was on blue sky and that was back when there was hardly anybody on it so you could engage with famous people like uh jake tapper from cnn and 
Casey Neistat was another one on there. And, and, you know, you could, that was, you know, it was, it was a very small and very, and a very intimate style setting. And, and uh, we talked a lot about running on there and he has, he has done a 50 K. Um, yeah, we, we need to get him up to a hundred miles. So maybe you can work on him there and we can be like his crew or something. You know what? I'll, I'll send him a, I'll send him a message and have him uh, pace you at the Yeti, John. Uh, there's plenty of time for him to jump in Tunnel Hill. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So, so, you know, I don't want to spend a ton of time on apps uh, because I don't, you know, I, I feel like there's pretty much Strava. Most people use Strava and you never really see people talking about other apps. I'm sure they are using them, but like. The only other one would be the only other apps that you would even need to mention would be for like route finding um specifically trails and if you want right. to do a long run and really there's only two trail for that. project right rei's trail run project and all trails as far yeah. as i know those are the only two that you're even going to look at and all trails is going to blow everyone else out of the water um for 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 trail running yeah all trails is fantastic yeah there's not been there have been runs that i have found on all trails that aren't on rei there's not been the other way around Right. So all trails has them all. Hence the and, name. Yeah. I mean, it, it literally does have. <laughs> and and I don't think it's unreasonable to pay for their premium service either. Um, to unlock I, don't know what you, I don't know what you get with it. I've never, you, I've never I looked. Think, I think you get offline maps. Okay. Which, which would be, which could be convenient um, mm -hmm. if you are, you know, out in the, you know, out somewhere remote, you could always download it before you get out there. And then you would have that plugged in to where you could, you know, use that. Um, I know it's, it's big in the hiking community for that feature. There's, um, um, yeah, there's also, um, it's formerly known as gut hooks, but, um, the, far, the out. far out app, yes, kind of similar thing. Um, I'm not That's sure about the, uh, yeah. premium features and all trails, but I know like in far out, like if I have like a segment of like, say like the AT through the Smokies, um, people can leave notes in there on things like water sources. That's nice. Yeah. And then there's, and then there's also, and then there's also John, I'm sure you've heard of uh, Gaia, right? That's another one as well. Oh, Gaia is a big one. Yeah. Gaia is a big one. Um, so, so there are several apps for trail runners. If you need stuff to map out, um, map out uh, courses and things like that. Um, you know, that's, there's, there's, that's, there's, those are out there as well. So, um, so anyway, you know, I personally probably use out of all those ones we talked about, I only really use Strava. I have used, um, all trails, but I've only really used it for hiking, backpacking, um, getting segments like in the Smoky Mountains on where we're going to hike and stuff like that. I've used it for that. Um, Never. Yeah, I've used all trails sparingly, mainly just in the, I want to run somewhere new, where somewhere within an hour of where I am that I can go to that I haven't run much, if, if at all. Um, that makes sense. If, if I'm in a funk and just want somewhere new to look at, I go to all trails. But other than that, I don't, yeah. Right. So I guess jumping over to wearables. Um, I guess and that's about as controversial as what shoe brand you wear. Well, wearables, it is, <laughs> it, it is because 
each of um, each of the big two, which is Garmin and Coros, you you definitely have the, the team Garmin, and you have the 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 team Coros, and you know each brand has their ups and you know they're good and they're bad, um, you know to it. Um, so I uh, you know Garrett, what's the watch that you you use? I'm still rocking the Forerunner nine thirty five. And I went with Garmin because when I first got into this, let me make sure. Yeah, it's the 935. When I first got into it, I don't even know if Coros was much of anything. They may have been a whisper, but I picked this one up because it fit all the things that I wanted to do at the time, none of which I do now, really. Um, It's a true multi-sport watch. And at one point, I had an inkling that maybe let's try triathlon. And this one's a true multi-sport watch all the other ones long story short you have to stop an activity go into another one with the forerunner 935 at the time was one of the few that you could do like a triathlon in where you would just hit a button and it would go straight to the next activity you didn't have to stop anything and start a new activity um that obviously never happened um but but i still i mean it it does everything i need it to and it does it pretty well and you've had it it, and you've had it for a minute right i've had it ever since i started trail running pretty much so five years what's the battery life on that thing not great now (laughs) i mean it's, it's an older watch so the battery is not great but it and it all depends so with your with your with your wearables, any time that the screen changes is going to take away your battery life, right? So when I'm doing an ultra, like if I'm doing a hundred mile race, I essentially make the screen black. I don't care. I don't want to see my mile splits all the time. I don't. I, I, I don't care. I turn off the noises um, and all that fun stuff. Um, and even then, at that, I'm still now. Again, it's a four year old watch or whatever. Um, I'm still at about 22 hours in constant GPS mode. If I'm not, um, I've charged it on Thursday, Thursday or Friday, one of the two days. And um, with a run yesterday, a run today, I'm at 54%. But I also, I don't have all the features turned on. I don't have the heart rate monitor turned on because I use my Whoop for that. So that that helps that. So, you really don't need it. Yeah. 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 Now, so if I was doing that, it'd probably be closer to like three days uh, with the heart rate monitor on. So. What was it's that, John? Note, um, the feature that burns the most energy, like on your watch, um, that's going to be your backlight. So if you're running like an ultra where you're going to be like running, like say for a long period of time, and you want to save some battery life on it, especially overnight, um, turn off the... Um, auto backlight feature whatever that's called you flip your wrist yeah yes well i don't know of course i don't know if garmin has that where you flip it and it automatically turns on yeah it it does on the on the newer ones on it yeah see i would turn that off anyway because the last thing i want is in the middle of the night for my wrist to roll over and i get blinded yeah well i it was handy it it's been handy for me i i've i've always uh liked that feature i used it I've used it in, in, in all 85 attempts of the Yeti. So, um, <laughs> you know, so, um, you know, it's helped me see in the dark for the 
two hours that I was in the dark. So, um, you know, it was, it was handy from that perspective. So you don't use, you don't really use the app very much. I do. Um, but also I don't at the same time. So I used it a lot more. We have a Garmin scale that officially died. Um, and it was kind of nice because then everything just fed into the Garmin connect app. Um, but now, uh, one of the scales that we looked at, because I was just going to replace that one, the, the body scale. Um, I've got an HSA account that's literally doing nothing. It's not growing because it's from a former employer. So it's just like money that's just sitting there, right? Um, the Garmin Connect scale, the whatever with a smart scale, was not an HSA eligible item, but a Withing scale was that was very, very comparable. Um, so I just picked that up because I also have a Withings blood pressure monitor um that i use and so everything just kind of feeds to that so uh as far as apps i actually use the withings and then the apple health app more than garmin connect garmin connect i really just kind of check it just be like okay cool but again all the data that's there isn't going to be as accurate for me as my whoop because i don't have the heart rate feature turned on well that's true so for the record, um, Garrett Garrett is substantially younger than me, and he owns a blood pressure monitor. I do not own <laughs> a blood pressure monitor, and I'm like close to fifty. So just want to put that on the record there. So blood high blood pressure runs on both sides of my family, and I have heard multiple doctors in interviews say that if a couple people in your family have it and you're not checking it, you're missing your early warning signs. Right. So there is a method to the madness, no matter how how often my wife shakes her head when she sees me doing it. So 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 we're gonna come back to Garrett and his and his his stuff. And my John, and my and my old man stuff. Your old stuff. John, you're running with a Coros, you got a pace too, right? Uh it is the Apex. Oh, that's right. John upgraded. He's moved, he moved up to the deluxe apartment. So he's now running with the Apex. But not the Apex Pro. No, the Apex Pro. Oh, it is the Apex Pro. Oh, so he's got the Pro model. Daddy over there. So the, the Apex Pro is is for is is the model that's right underneath the, the top end model, which is a vertex. Now, John, do you use any of the uh Coros analytic stuff? Like which stuff? Like the 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 analytics on the app, like the heart rate cadence type stuff. Because it seems to me since I left that that's really improved. Because it was kind of archaic before. Um, I mean, I'll glance at the dashboard every now and then and look at things like uh, resting heart rate and sleep, but it's not anything I spend just a whole lot of time on. So, what do you mainly use your training peaks? Um, depends on, it, it, it depends on what, what I'm looking for. So, so John is the most out of, out of, out of the three of us. And I would, and even out of the four of us, cause you'd bring Will into the mix on this. John is, I feel like, you know, the, analytical. The, the, the most educated out of the four of us on running from understanding like heart rate, cadence, how to properly run all that kind of stuff. So running form, running form, run, man, he glides all that stuff. So, so I guess my question is, is do you even care about 
any sort of running data or the what what do you care about what do you look at what do you pay attention to when you're looking at post run um i mean it really just depends um i mean as far as like post run type data i don't know pro probably like heart rate just so i have like a pretty good gauge of effort so you're looking at your zones. Does it break it down into zones for you? I assume it does. Um, yeah, maybe. Coros <laughs> does. Coros breaks it down. Coros breaks zones. it down into zones. Yeah, it does. I, 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 last week or two weeks ago when I ran with both watches, it does break it down into zones. Okay. Yeah, I think it breaks it down into uh, like heart rate zones and like uh, and like another type of zone, like based on like actual like pace per mile, right? Yeah, which so, I feel like if you were if you cared about your zones, you wouldn't care about your pace per mile zone. No, like he's probably zone training. You're gonna care about your heart rate zone, not your pace zone. It, it it really depends on what you're training for. Like if you're training, there's a big difference between like you know if we're like you know training for like a hundred mile or like we are now, where you're gonna be more focused on your effort and perceived effort versus training for like a road half marathon where you have a very specific time goal. Sure. In, in, that, in that second situation, I would be a lot more focused on, you know, actual like, you know, pace and stuff like that. Sure. And, well, and I guess it also cared, it also, you need to take into account because you're coached and your coach prefers that you go based on times instead of miles, right? Yes, at least in the context of training for an ultra. Sure. So I'm probably, I guess, I'm guessing what John does based off of his response <laughs> is he just glances at and sees heart rate 146 and then he clicks right out of it because that's in his head. He knows exactly where 146 falls for him, right? And so he probably thinks, all right, 146, that was good enough. Or he looks at it and thinks, 146, I need to do some work, right? That's no, this is the 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 scenario that plays out in my mind when John is done running. He goes back and he looks like, you know, that gif from It's Always Sunny where there's just stuff all over the walls and he's gone crazy and there's red string going everywhere. That's yeah, John. Yeah, the, uh, the Pepe Sylvia joke, yeah. <laughs> That's John with his heart rate, and he's doing all this, and he's analyzing it. He's like, see, see? <laughs> I, you know, and, and here's the thing. This is going to be, so, you know, I watch a lot of, even though I don't plan on buying any new tech anytime soon from a watch standpoint, because I'm, I'm pretty much set. I just got the Ultra, and I have the Apex Pro, uh, but I do like to watch Chase the Summit um videos and if you guys haven't watched him he does a lot of cool uh videos regarding watches and tech and he reviews everything from aura rings to whoop straps to everything and not everybody sends him stuff for free like i believe with whoop he actually bought it to try it out and he ended up keeping and keeping it and doing it he still wears it but back to my point it seems to me based off of 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 his reviews, he's really big on the Garmin. 
I guess it's probably the Phoenix Seven, the Phoenix Seven, the Solar, the Solar one, um, which ironically is I run Far's best GPS running watch. Um, solar and, power, of course. I mean, but 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 I mean, it, it's it's a horse of a watch. It's like eight hundred dollars. Um, <laughs> it's a mortgage payment. I mean, God. Um, but I mean, it's it's really no different. It's the same price as an Apple Watch Ultra. You know, so they're both in the the same pricing scale. They do two different things. He doesn't, you know. I think you know from a you know comparing Garmin. To Koros, it seems like Garmin has a lot of bells and whistles. Koros seems a lot more, more bare bones. But to me, the battery life on the Koros seems really good. They're, um, back when I ran with a Koros, um, their data was solid as well. So I think it's just one of those things where, you know, um, you know, it's it's just like whatever team you're on, you're either team Garmin or your 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 team Koros, you know. And to be quite honest with you, I may the next time around, if I have to buy a a, a real GPS running watch to get me through a hundred miler, I may actually look at a Garmin. I don't know. You know, you just don't know. But but the, the Phoenix Seven was rated the number one watch by I Run Far. Um, their best smartwatch for running was the Apple Watch Ultra. The best updated GPS watch was Coros Apex Two Pro. That's what you is that what you got, John, or do you have the original one? I have the uh, the first one, first generation Apex. First Pro. generation. So he's got the same one as I do. Uh, best battery life was the Vertex Two, which is Coros's uh, high end Superman watch. That thing is just beautiful. Um, and then the best budget running watch is the Pace 2 made by Coros. And then the, it's weird because they have the best GPS running watch design. And I almost feel like they did this just to be nice. But they said the Sunto 9 Peak Pro Titanium. <laughs> Do we know anyone that runs in a Sunto? No. I don't. I, I mean, I don't know anyone off the top of my head that does. John, did you used to run in a Sunto? No, I don't know anyone outside of the Solomon squad who does. Wow. You know what? You know what? Sam used to run in a Sunto. Sunto is a budget-friendly watch. Some of their more basic models, I will say. But what's funny is, is when I started running, Sunto and Garmin were the big two. Yeah. There's like the Sunto, like, was it like the Warrior or something? I don't know. I I I just know everybody told me to buy a Garmin, and I bought a Garmin. I I still have my feet. My Phoenix Five still works, by the way. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're not gonna like throw a Tamex in there. No, no, we're not Jocko. We're or not Jocko a, willing. Or a, or a Polar. Hey, I used to have a Polar, long time ago. You know, it's funny as you know, it's funny as Joe Rogan just said that he up. Dated his polar to a Phoenix Seven, like the high highest end Phoenix watch you can get, and uh, he bought it because Cam Haynes told him to buy it, and he put it on and did the first workout in it, and because of his tattoos, the heart rate monitor wouldn't read his pulse, so then he had to buy a heart rate strap to wear just to get a heart rate reading because of that. 
See, and and in a case like that, I probably would have gone with well, if it if it would work, I don't know. Jones, I've never seen Joe's bare arms, I guess, or cared enough to remember. Um, that's where a whoop would actually probably be a better choice. So the whoop, the, the whoop gets gives. From what I understand, I've watched a bunch of reviews. It gives a lot of data. My problem with a whoop is it's just it's just too expensive. I can't. The monthly fee is is expensive. Yes. Yes, it is. So, but it's it's that, and you pay nothing up front, or if you want a very good heart rate tracker, you're looking at Whoop or the Aura Ring for a daily heart rate tracker. Um, and and I say those two rather than your watches because that like that's all they do is heart rate monitor. So they don't have to worry about any budget going into anything else or trying to make room for anything else. Like all they do is monitor your heart rate um, and then base all their other analytics off of your heart rate. Right. Um, but so I would, in that case, I would have gone with a whoop or the aura ring. Um, yeah. Yeah. But so it, sorry, kind of backtracked a little bit, but the, the fee is expensive per month. It's 30 bucks for the whoop. Um, unless you do the pay up front for two or three years, even then that's still expensive. Um, but with the aura ring, you have to pay for it up front for the ring itself. You don't have to pay for the whoop device like this, the, the device they just send you. Um, but with an aura ring, it's going to cost you 350 bucks and then five bucks a month on top of that to access their stuff. Yeah. Well, so, I know, you know, you know, I, I I know that I've I would love to do the whoop. I just can't justify it, um, just because I just don't know if I would use all the data. I'm more like John, um, from the standpoint of I I I kind of glance at numbers. And I kind of look. I've gotten just from talking. It just sounds crazy, but just in talking with John and you know, you know, listening to how you know you guys gauge things and efforts and stuff and listening to him talk, that's kind of really what I pay attention to. Um, like when him and I ran together out at the battlefield, you know, there were several times when we, we jet, we kind of based how hard we were running based off of heart rate, which running with an old man like me, you know, we were doing a whole lot of, of more slower paced running, you know, cause my, my heart rate was like 170. John's was like 103, you know? So, um, you know, it was, you know, having to get a gauge of, of that. So that's what I really pay a lot of attention to is, is kind of where my average heart rate kind of falls. Um, from a pace standpoint, I don't really care about pace right now because I'm just, I'm training for a hundred miler. So, yeah. Well, and, I care a lot about my sleep and recovery tracking and I don't sleep even when I had, before I had whoop, I did not sleep in my Garmin watch. Um, I sleep in my whoop now. And so I can actually track it more than, you know, setting my watch on the, on the bed sheet and, you know, tracking my movement basically. Um, so I, I there are I care more about Whoop's analytics in terms of recovery and sleep. Um, yeah, that's kind of the main reason I actually got it. No, and well, for the and for the heart rate monitor. I mean, the heart rate monitor. It's it's literally all they do. Um, heck, the screen. The, the, there's one light on the device. 
that's not your your heart rate lights. So, I mean, there's really no bells and whistles to it at all. It's like, sure. And, you know, and to be honest, I don't think anybody listening to our show really cares about an Apple Watch Ultra. I will say this much, that the one thing you don't that... don't know I, that. Yeah, I, I do. I think the reason why I say that is I've ran races with people who listen to our show and I see what's on the wrist and nobody's wearing an Apple Watch. So uh, <laughs> I, I will say this much, um, it, the, the Apple Health is a great app it's an all-in-one everything kind of comes together in the one place for you to look at your sleep all that kind of good stuff the apple watch does do a good job of tracking your heart rate it does a good job of tracking your sleep if you care about that type of stuff um it's 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 amazing on gps because it it integrates with the map system which they have improved vastly with i was telling will that uh, when we were running uh, last week that it incorporates it uses GPS data and it moves, it takes that and it kind of integrates with the maps to give you the best possible GPS data that it can give you based off of all of that data. So, you know, I think they're on the right path. I think, you know, there is going to be a new model this year, supposedly. Um, I, I think they are going to come out with a second version of the Ultra. I know they've got a, the nine that uh, Apple Watch Series Nine, and uh, supposedly they got new chips and stuff. But intermittent, you know, I don't think they can do much with the software the yet, and that's what they've got to get figured out is the software. The battery life is a big drawback on that. Well, too. the battery and, and the and it's because of the software, like John was saying. You know, if you turn off the screen on this watch, you're going to get what I mean, look how bright the freaking screen is. Yeah, but what 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 do they advertise as the battery life? I think it's about I think the guy from um, Chase the Summit. Based off of his numbers, he said that you could do a 50 miler. I was going to say, like, I don't know if you could stretch the battery life to 100 miles. Not unless you're Zach Bitter. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you'd have to be somebody on, you know, not even human speed mm-hmm. to be able to use this watch in a hundred mile race. I, I think realistically it's a, it's a, it's a 50 miler to 50 K watch. If you're fast enough, if you're fast enough, I mean. So only one of the three of us could wear it. You know what? All my 50 milers have been under 10 hours for the record. Okay. And not all of them are soft 50 milers. I did. <laughs> I, did I see John in the background. John's like, well, you did run that Yeti, you know, but I did, I did, I did run the Chattanooga 50 and uh, there is some elevation on that one. And, mm-hmm. and it is some technical uh you know not everybody can run on mountain bike trails um and uh i was able to to handle all that and uh nine hours and 44 minutes so yeah that seems to be the only distance i can run well it's 50 miles i will say the other thing i like about the whoop is you can take it off the strap and put it like so they make whoop clothing they make some like um boxer brief style compression shorts compression shirts armbands a bunch of other things so i know that wrist 
wrist heart rate monitoring is not the most accurate. Um, I also just don't care enough to warrant buying a pair of whoop boxers just to plug the thing in there. And I don't know as though that's going to be any more accurate because I feel like it's going to have just as much loose skin connection as anywhere else. So, um, but I could be wrong. That is one thing I, I do like. And that's my, that's kind of one of the reasons I don't care too much about even when I had the, the heart rate monitor feature turned on my Garmin. I mean, you pull it away from your wrist a little bit, and you're going to alter your data a little bit. And it's just not the most super accurate spot to get information. No, no. And I'd be curious if anybody is going to go after this Koros um, armband. I would ask John, but obviously John don't care about data at all because he just goes out and runs. He's, I know, he's, he, I know he, Killian he, was running in it. Of course he is because he's sponsored by freaking Koros. But like, well, he did a video about how he was he was going to do a review on it soon. Yeah, again, so he's I'm sure he's not going to be. I'm sure he's not going to badmouth it, even if it's bad. Well, he's sponsored by them, dude. Well, I know. I mean, I'm of saying, course, so of course, he's going to say good stuff about it, even if it sucks. I mean, he's still immensely. Really he can be sponsored by anyone who wants to. Right. Right. Exactly. He, he look. He's just going to go start his own watch brand. But, but look, but look. Mm-hmm. go ahead, John. I don't have anything else to say. I mean, maybe maybe he'll go out there and make his own watch. It looks like and it's just like a little sundial on his wrist or something. <laughs> <laughs> Probably, though. Like, look, he is like he's amazing, and uh, he just, and he just takes his heart rate right there with his fingers on his wrist. He's like, ah, okay, yeah, yeah, we're good. <laughs> I do feel, I do feel like. A lot of the more, this is going to sound awful to say this, but I'm just going to go ahead and say it. But it sounds like the most, the more of the elite, super elite, super fast, really great runners use Koros watches. Hey, they've got the best marathoner in the world wearing it. I mean, you got Kipchoge wearing it, best marathoner. You have Killian, one of the top trail runners wearing it. Um Walmsley does not. I will say that. What's he wear? Um, Wahoo or something like that. He don't even need a tracking device, man. He's. <laughs> what does Courtney D wear? I think she. I think she, I think she wears a Koros. Yeah, uh, I, I'm not. I'm not. I, I'm. I'm fairly certain she wears a Koros. I know Camille wears a Koros. Mm-hmm. Um, she's always, you know slapping out some compliments about Koro's watches. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, there's there's way more. I just don't want to call off names because I'm sure I'm going to screw up a name of somebody who doesn't wear one. But like I, I was remember watching Western States and it seemed like everybody was wearing some sort of Koro's watch. But um, I'm not oh, seeing that. I'm not seeing that uh, elite folks aren't wearing Garmin. I'm just saying a lot of them Koros has tend, tended to pull a lot of people over to their side. And so, you all have the same watch face. Yeah. You only have like three choices. <laughs> I think they have I think they have a refrigerator now as one. I saw somebody making fun of it on Facebook today. At this point, I think they just troll people on there. They probably do. I think they 100% would. So, 
But do you guys do any other wearables or are we really just heart rate monitors? I know you used to wear the foot pod. I wore the foot pod. It never seemed like I didn't really feel like I got much out of it. Um, I mean, it, it did give me ground striking data, but the cadence data was not much different than what I was just getting wearing a regular watch. So um, what, was the other device, what was the other device that Garmin made for a while that was pretty good it was like a clip that you could clip on your waist. no no no. that that was that was koros that was koros that came out okay yeah that was, was what like i had little... okay I, I had both actually i had the thing that you clipped on the back of your shorts and then i had the the foot pod okay i had i had all those and um i don't really feel like they offered a lot of value mm-hmm. uh, but that's that's just me you know not worth the price or were they just not worth not worth it at any price i just don't feel like it was useful for me now i'm sure for somebody more serious that actually you know can compete um you know probably would get some more value out of it but it just it just wasn't really my it just wasn't really my thing so you know with that being said you know that's 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 my Thing. The only other super other big benefit that I have with this Apple Watch is the fact that it does um, have um, a, con- a, a cellular connection, which means I can go on my run without a device and take phone calls and listen to music and all that kind of stuff. Now, that being said, you know, it's going to suck the life out of the battery, but it's still a convenience factor, especially if you're going out just for, you know something realistic so yeah an afternoon 5k afternoon i I can't tell you the last time i only ran three miles (laughs) ever i don't think i thought i spent a long long time so anything you use john that's that's special or different or no i didn't figure you did i don't know why i even bothered asking i don't even know if john has a garment has a has a watch tan line I feel like he sometimes just goes out and just like, yeah, I'll run from sun up to sundown. When the no, sun he, sets, I'll make my way back to my car. No, I actually think he cares about having some sort of numbers. Yeah, see, he cares about having numbers. He's got got the tan line, so it's very nice. Very nice tan line. <laughs> I'm surprised so, he I'm surprised he has enough skin color to you know have a tan line. Well, he's gonna be up in the mountains a lot. He's gonna have that, he's gonna be closer to the sun being on top of those mountains. So just don't just don't fly too close there, sir. Right. You know, don't want to melt your wax wings. That's right. So with that being said, ha, is there anything else that we may have forgotten or have mentioned or um I don't really feel like we got into really much of it. All we did was really just talk about devices. That's because they're so prominent to our sport, especially. Well, and it doesn't sound like other than you, the three of us, I don't think John and I really used the data from it other than looking at how far we ran. And that's about it. I, you know, I, I do look at my sleep, but, but yeah, but 
but I think it's different for everybody. And I think, you know, other people track it for whatever they, they want and, and use it for and, and stuff like that. But I do think starting out, if you're starting out as a brand new runner, you do not need an expensive watch. No, um, no, to, you don't get all the bells and whistles. No, you know, I would recommend if you're starting out getting you a pay, a Coros pace, um, for the value, it's, it's the best on the market. Um, it's, it's, it's a great watch, you know, and it's 200 bucks, you know, has great battery life, greatest marathoner in the world. Where is it? So if it's good enough for him, it's good enough for you. So just my opinion. Yep. I got nothing else. Hot takes. Anyone have hot takes? Yeah. um, On a side note, in this um, apartment complex, there's like this very large hill that we live at the bottom of. Like we're talking about like a 10% grade, like for like, you know, maybe a 10th of a mile. And she loves walking up and down this thing. Absolutely loves it. Her little stumpy little corgi legs just pull me up it all the time. So I'm going to have some mountain legs in no time just from that, if nothing else. Nice little hill. When are you going to get her in the mountains with you? I don't know. I don't, it doesn't really strike me as a long distance girl, but she does enjoy things and stuff, dog things, being outside, smelling exotic things and exotic poops and uh, <laughs> lots of exotic poops in the mountains yeah <laughs> yeah i saw one on um friday actually it was very large and what i thought was too large for a bear but then i found the footprints of a bear walking in the direction i was coming from so that was interesting no actual bear sighted but was a bear. There was... I tell you, I tell you the the most freaking thing, freakishly thing that you can have is camping, and you're laying in your tent in the middle of the night, and you hear something, you hear something walking around your tent, and then what's even more weird is when you hear something breathing around the side of your tent. So, <laughs> and no hot takes. So, um, really no hot takes tonight. I mean, Waffle House is trash, but I don't think it's really a hot take. No, that's actually a stated fact. But the thing <laughs> is, no one ever goes to Waffle House for a fine dining experience. But no. Waffle, I mean, House, Waffle House is always there for you. Right. They're always there. They're always open. If you... If they're need closed, a, if you, you probably need, need to get blend, out of the state. The Waffle yeah. House index is a real thing. Yeah. Like like when they closed, closed during COVID, you knew something was wrong. There's, 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 two things that, there's two things you need to be mindful of during something serious. If a Waffle House... Well, first off, if a Walgreens closes... <laughs> that's that's a bad bad sign. If a Waffle House closes, you better you better you better hunker down um, because neither one of those places close 
uh, for any amount of time ever, unless there's a staffing issue or the world's falling apart. Yeah, if you looked up the Waffle House index, you would see different color-coded categories. Green being everything's open, we're all good. Yellow means that there may be limited menu options or partial electricity loss. Red means everything's shut down. You probably need to get out of the state. Yeah, that's fair. So, well, yeah, I have no hot takes. I think I used all mine up on LeBron and Camille and David Goggins and all that. Up. Do you want to throw anyone else under the bus tonight? Maybe. Yeah, I, I could, but then we really would lose. I feel like we lost about half of our viewership after those few episodes where I ran Camille into the ground. So I don't, I don't want to lose any more. So I'm not going to say anything else on the live video recording that might tick off anybody else, the five people that still listen to the show. So once Garrett hits the stop button, then I will, then I will, then I will say what I need to say. I right, y'all then peace out. Peace out. Thank you.